Let's pray for the word. Father, tonight I thank you for your word. I thank you that your word is true. It's forever true. Lord, tonight we want truth to be spoken because we understand that that the enemy is fighting truth all he can fight it. And so my prayer tonight is for truth to be spoken, for truth to be received by revelation. Do you give us a spirit of revelation this evening? We give you thanks for it. We honor you for it tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise the Lord. Today is Holy Wednesday. You realize that, right? You know, you got Holy Wednesday, Monday, Thursday, Good Friday. I'm not sure what Saturday is. Then you have Easter Sunday. I told Tammy, I think it's just bad Saturday. I'm not sure. But but you have, but today's, today is the beginning, really, of, of, the, of the resurrection weekend. And so... Uh, so I, I'm thankful tonight for the resurrection. Are you? Yeah. Let me read you a passage of scripture out of 1 Corinthians chapter 17. It says, And if Christ be not raised, your faith is vain, and you're yet in your sins. Then they also which have fall, are fallen asleep in Christ are perished. If, this, if in this life only we have hope in Christ, we are of all men most miserable. That's what the Apostle Paul said. The resurrection is the cornerstone of everything we believe. I mean, if Jesus was not raised from the dead, you won't be either. If Jesus wasn't raised from the dead, this is all for naught. He was raised from the dead. He is alive tonight. I mean, we'd have no hope. The Amplified says it this way, if Christ has not been raised, your faith is mere delusion, futile, fruitless and you're still in your sins and under the control and the penalty of sin I mean this is the resurrection of Jesus Christ is the most important event that ever happened in the human race I mean you know we, 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 that song they sing man will live forevermore because of Christmas day Well, no no they live forevermore because of resurrection day when Jesus was raised from the dead that is the most important part of the gospel, that Jesus was raised from the dead. I mean, religion, apart from a relationship with God through Jesus, is a miserable life of bondage. It's just miserable. You can't ever get good enough. I mean, apart from the resurrection, Christianity is nothing more than any other religion that's basically empowered by its ceremony and its rituals. Much of Christianity has become that way as well, and it's just religion. It's not a relationship with God. Because Jesus is alive, we have a current, living, relational relational connection with God through Him. And that's the only way we have it, is through Jesus. Unfortunately, most many Christians, they fail to capitalize on relationship. And they're trapped in religion. You're like, well, no, now we, we go to Spearfield Church. We don't have that. Okay, let me ask you some questions. How many songs do we sing? You sing the same number every week. How long can they preach on Sunday morning? They preach the same amount of time every week. There's a box that's already there. Doesn't mean it's wrong. I'm not telling you that part's wrong. But I'm saying we can't get wrapped up in the religious ritual of what we do and think that's a good substitute for a relationship with Jesus Christ. 
I mean a real personal relationship. I mean, when Jesus was laid in the tomb, Satan and all those in league with him, they thought it was the best day ever. And it was their best day ever. It didn't last for a long time, but it was their best day ever. I mean, they thought the kingdom of God, the message of the kingdom was over because Jesus was gone. If the leader got crucified, surely this other guys will all give up. They'll go away because Jesus is gone. I mean, even the disciples thought the cross was a defeat at first. Remember, they were hidden. They were hiding from the Jews. The Bible says that they were they were they were weeping. They, they, I mean, they were all in funeral mode. Man, they were just they were there hiding away from the Jews. And you know the story that Jesus came through the wall and surprised them a little bit. I mean, they, they, the resurrection of Jesus is the most important event that has ever happened in the human race. But there's more than just knowing it in our heads. What we've already been talking about. It's more than knowing it in my, in my head. I need to receive it by faith and have a living, contemporary relationship with Jesus. Day in and day out. Here's what Peter said in 2 Peter 1.1. 1, 1. He said, Simon Peter, a servant and an apostle of Jesus Christ, to them that have obtained like precious faith with us through the righteousness of God and our Savior Jesus Christ. It's interesting. He, 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 we understand faith is precious. It's a very precious thing. But he said that we have obtained like precious faith. The word obtained is an interesting word in the Greek. It has nothing to do with being determined to receive something. It, it has, I mean, I'm sorry, it has nothing to do with just getting something by happenstance or accident. It, it's referring to those who on purpose receive Jesus Christ as Lord of their lives. It's a decision, an on purpose decision. There are many people who know a lot about Jesus. I mean, in fact, most people think they know a lot about Jesus. They think they know a ton about Jesus. Most people do. Many people in churches this Sunday, they know a lot about Jesus. They're going to put on their brand new Easter clothes. You know, I don't think we wear bonnets much, but if they had bonnets, they'd put those on. And, 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 and they know about Jesus being raised from the dead, but they don't really understand how that resurrection relates to them. What does that mean to me? What does it mean about my life? I mean, there are people that know he's the son of God. And they know that he's the only way to God. But they don't have a relationship with him. An ongoing one. Here's what we know. Knowing about Jesus is not enough. We need to know Jesus. Have a relationship with him. It's not enough to know about the Bible. We must make sure we've obtained what the scripture says in a relationship with God. The Bible says in Colossians 2.6, As you've received, therefore, Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him. In the same way you receive him, that's how you walk with him. We obtain him on purpose. We make a decision and we walk with him that way. That's what we're supposed to do. We have to understand faith in God. Faith in what God has said is not getting God to get me what I want. Faith in God is me believing his word to the degree that, that, that it flows from me and gets God what he wants. I do what he's called me to do. This isn't, this isn't you know, the, the bless me club. This is, we are Christians. We are like Christ. We serve him and we get him what he wants. It's kind of like when Jesus said, told his disciples, he said, okay, I need you to go to town and get me a donkey. Remember that story? And they went to, he said, he said if they asked you any questions, just tell them the master has need of it. What if Jesus came to you today and said, I need that Cadillac. 
Go down there and get it. If they ask you a question, just tell them the master has need of it. <laughs> do you have faith to do that? Well, see, I think if Jesus told us to do that, we'd need to do it. They had the faith. They went and got the donkey, and they brought it to Jesus. And they did stop him and say, where are you going with the donkey? And they said, the master has need of it. Sometimes we read these stories in the Bible, we don't realize that that was probably not an easy circumstance to go through. But they had to believe that what he said was true and that what he told them to do, he meant for them to do it. And so they didn't have an option in their own hearts. They just went and got him the donkey. We need to have that kind of attitude, obtaining it, knowing what he wants. It's not just for us enough to know what, but to obtain what the Bible says. So Sunday is going to be Resurrection Sunday. I've always called it Resurrection rather than Easter for the most part. So tonight... I'm just going to focus on the resurrection for a few minutes. We want to obtain the reality of the message. I used to have a preacher friend that he refused to preach about the resurrection on Easter and the birth of Jesus at Christmas because he thought these people only came to church two times a year and he was going to preach to them something they needed to know. So he'd preach about tithing or he'd preach about faithfulness on those two particular Sundays. And I'm thinking, what is more important for somebody to know? than the resurrection of Jesus. What it, not, not, not just this mental thing. What, what does the resurrection have to do with me? The thing I miss most about pastoring a church is Easter Sunday morning because that is the funnest sermon to preach is the resurrection. I mean, when we back in the day when we had church, we had church Sunday morning and Sunday night, and I mean Easter. We had a sunrise service, so we got three times to tell the story. I mean, it was a great thing. The resurrection is so important. So let's read about it. This is in Matthew chapter 28, verse 1. It says, At the end, In the end of the Sabbath, as it began to dawn toward the first day of the week, came Mary Magdalene and the other Mary. You know who the other Mary was? Maybe not. The other Mary was actually the mother of James the Lesser. One of the chosen, he's little James. He, she was the mother of that James. Because there was another lady with him, doesn't say in Matthew, but his, her name was Salome. And she was the mother of James and John. Okay, so these, they came to see, to see the sepulcher. And behold, there was a great earthquake, for the angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone from the door and sat upon it. His countenance was like lightning, his raiment as white as snow. And for fear of him, the keepers did shake and became as dead men. And the angel answered and said to the women, Fear ye not, for I know that you seek Jesus who is crucified. This is, this is hilarious to me. Uh, he's not here. <laughs> He is risen just like he said. That's what the angel told him. As he said, come, see the place where the Lord lay, and go quickly and tell his disciples that he is risen from the dead. That's, a, that's, that's great. The angel's like, he, he, he's not here. You are in the wrong place. In Luke's gospel, it says, why seek ye the living among the dead? He's not here. He's risen. The message says, why are you looking for the living one in a cemetery? <laughs> now, I know people go to churches that are cemeteries, and they're looking for a living one. <laughs> Listen, this relationship, this thing with Jesus is not about death. It's about life, and that's what the resurrection is about. It's, 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 it's life. I mean, I love this story. When we get to heaven, I'm gonna, I just want them to play us a recording of this one. I mean, can you just imagine being in heaven? They show you the recording and see those big bad soldiers fall on the ground and act like they're dead. 
I mean, that'll be something to behold. I, I want to see their faces of the Marys and, and Salome when they see the angel. Now, that would be fun to see what, the, what did they look like. I mean, I want to see the expression on, on the disciples' faces. I just want to see this one. When Jesus walks through the wall. Just think about that. Now, they've already probably already seen the, the, the video of it or whatever they call it in heaven. They've probably already seen it, and I'm just imagining, you know, that Peter's looking at Philip and saying, Look at your mouth, Philip. You have your mouth wide open when Jesus came in. Because they were startled when Jesus walked in the room through the wall. I think that's just that's powerful. So here's my question tonight. Why did Jesus raise from the dead? What was the purpose of the resurrection? And it seems pretty obvious, but I want to look a little deeper, maybe than just at the surface. The supernatural power that raised Jesus from the dead should be working in us as we live our lives day to day. We'll look at some scripture that will back that up. We know the number one reason for the resurrection was that it brought Jesus back to life. We read from 1 Corinthians that if he wasn't raised from the dead, we'd all still be in our sins. It's very, very important. We know that by the virtue of the resurrection from, from the dead, that Jesus went to hell, took the keys of hell and death, and he lives forevermore. All these are important, important things. We know that because he took the keys of hell and death, he can't. I don't have enough time to tell all the stories. He came back through. The people came out of the bosom of Abraham, and they're wandering around Jerusalem for a period of time. You read that in the scriptures in Matthew, where they wander around the city for a little time. Jesus goes on up. He has the keys. He goes. He offers his blood. He and then he's seated at the right hand of the Father. I mean, that's just pretty majestic. I mean, he's waiting for his enemies to be made into his footstools, according to scripture. Now they're already defeated. What does it mean he's waiting for them to be made into his footstool? He's waiting for the church. He's waiting for the church to rise up in her authority, standing against the evil of the wicked one, and us putting them down because he gave his authority to us. They're already defeated. They're already defeated. We must exercise authority and bring those renegades into subjection. Resurrection meant that, that though Jesus was dead for three days, he was brought back to life, and not when he came back to life. Did you notice when he came back to life, his life was different than it was before? All of a sudden, he has a resurrected life. It's a life that is way superior to what he had before. Because before he was resurrected, he couldn't walk through the wall. It's far superior. The power of the resurrection that lives in us should make our lives superior to what they were. Our lives should be superior. Jesus, I mean, he was superior. Now he can walk. He was superior already, but now he's walking through walls and being superior because of the power of this resurrection. The purpose of the resurrection life is the purpose of the resurrection. Number one is life superior. Jesus said in John eleven twenty five and twenty six to Mary. He said I, uh, to Martha, I am the resurrection and the life. I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. And whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. Believest thou this? He said, if we believe that he's the resurrection, we will never die. What does that say? That says the resurrection connects us with life connects us with the life of God. It, and I've, I've taught it this way. If you look up the word life in the Hebrew and in the Greek, you can look at it in both ways. You'll find the word life literally means to be connected. 
both, both languages, it means to be connected to God and enables us to transcend our physical experience into a spiritual one and connect with God. The purpose of the resurrection is to give you life. It brought Jesus life. The purpose of the resurrection is to bring you life. It's life that is connected to God. In the Hebrew and in the Greek, the word death never means annihilation. It means separation, to be cut off. The resurrection connects us with God. Apart from the power of the resurrection in our lives, we're separated from God. God wants us to be connected to him. Jesus said in in John 14, verse 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. The only way to connect with the Father is through Jesus. We connect with him through Jesus. We now are connected. We now have life. We now live. Okay, we connect. Jesus, had he remained dead, our way of connection would have been severed. We could have never connected with God unless Jesus was resurrected from the dead. Isn't that a good thing to celebrate? I mean, I can celebrate that I'm connected to God. So the purpose of the resurrection was so that Jesus could be brought to life, but also that we could share in life or connection to God. The connection in the... to this life is superior to the physical life that's acquired at natural birth because now we're connected to Almighty God because Jesus was resurrected. God intends for us to live a superior life in Christ. Not of our own accord, but in Christ. Here's what the Bible says in Romans chapter 6, verse 3. Know ye not that so many of us as were baptized into Jesus Christ were baptized into his death. Now, I'm going to give you a little, this much theology here. Hebrews chapter 6 talks about the foundational doctrines of the church. Among those are baptisms. It's a plural word. In other words, there's more than just one baptism. There's one that dunks you in the water. There's one that baptizes you in the Holy Spirit. This is talking about a whole different one. This is the first baptism. It says that, that, that so many of us as were baptized into Jesus Christ were baptized into his death. When you get baptized in the Holy Spirit, the Bible tells you that Jesus baptizes you in the Holy Spirit. When you get baptized in the water, the Bible tells you that, 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 um, that, that the preacher baptizes you. But to be baptized into Jesus, the Holy Spirit baptizes you into him. And that's what this is referring to. Therefore, we are buried with him by baptism into death, that like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we should walk in the newness of life. For if we've been planted together in the likeness of his death, we should also be in the likeness of his resurrection. What is his resurrection like? What is that like? We are in him. We've been baptized into him, according to scripture here. We've been baptized into his death, and we've been raised to his life. We walk, we we live in the likeness of his resurrection. Because Jesus was resurrected from the dead, we are all to now live our lives in the power of his resurrection. I'm thinking this is pretty good news so far. Our lives are to demonstrate his power over sin, over hell, over Satan, and over death. That should be what our lives are like. Exercising, demonstrating his power. The Apostle Paul said in Philippians chapter 3, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection. There's power in the resurrection. 
power, the power of his resurrection, and the fellowship of his sufferings, being made conformable unto his death, if by any means I might attain unto the resurrection of the dead. This is really cool. Paul's not talking about a resurrection of the grave. He's referring to living in the power of Jesus' resurrection that continually connects us to the Father and his plans and his purposes for our lives. There's power in that resurrection. We're made conformable to his death when we die to ourselves. This is the hard part of the gospel. We die to ourselves and connect to his plan. God has something for us to do, but it's his plan and not ours. Christians need to learn how to, instead of saying, God bless my plans, they need to learn how to say, God, what is your plan? And I will do that. Oh, man, that's good, huh? I was thinking earlier today, when we, when many of us got saved hearing the song at Baptist Church, we sang Just As I Am almost every Sunday. I mean, every verse of Just As I Am. And there are a lot, a lot of verses of that song. But as soon as we make that walk and, we, and he takes us just as we are, our anthem needs to be onward, Christian soldiers. Because he's not wanting us to stay just as we are. He wants us now to be his children. And we now die to ourselves and live for him. The only way we can successfully die to ourselves is by the power of his resurrection. And the only way that we can live for the power of his resurrection is to die to ourselves. We die to us. We, like Jesus, must believe that God will raise us from the death of dying to ourselves to a better life than what we've ever had before. When we yield to him, resurrection life is better. Only thing about resurrection is there has to be a death before there's a resurrection. We die to us. We live unto him. Man, we seem to have it backwards in this world. We seem to think it's this. We think the order is life and then death. That's really not what the Bible teaches. I mean, we're resigned to the fact that, that, that death is the inevitable end of everything we do. You know, I mean, there are only two things you can only be sure of. Death and taxes. That's not exactly true. Jesus said in John 12, 24, he said, Verily, verily, I send you, except a corn of wheat fall into the ground and die, it abideth alone. But if it die, it bringeth forth much fruit. He that loveth his life shall lose it. He that hateth his life in this world shall keep it unto eternal life. Jesus gives us a different, different order. He's telling us the order is this. It's death that brings life. I die to me. I live to him. Death that brings life. The purpose of death is life. The purpose of dying to self is resurrection to a higher power of life. The purpose to physical death is resurrection to eternal life. We have nothing to fear when it comes to death because of who Jesus is. We have eternal life with God. Death is separation. It separates us from, 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 from what's going on and, and separates us from in, in the limitation of what is and all that. But when we die to ourselves, a door is open to resurrection and we live a life that's superior. That's what the resurrection is about. Romans 8:11 says, But if the spirit of him that raised Jesus from the dead dwell in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by his spirit that dwelleth in you. So here's what we can see from that verse is that, that it was the power of the Holy Spirit that raised up Jesus from the dead. The power of the Spirit. The resurrection power is generated by the Holy Spirit. I mean, as Jesus released his will to the Father in the garden, 
and by faith became sin for all mankind, the awesome power was released on his behalf. I don't know if we realize this or not. Do you realize how hard it was for Jesus to die? He was sinless. He could only die by faith. There there could be no judgment against him. He had to die by faith. He became sin. He took your sin, my sin, the world's sin, by faith. And he then suffered our death, suffered our penalty, was raised with our resurrection. All of that was, was for us. I mean, he did that for us. I mean, we die to ourselves. Then we believe and obey God's word in faith and the supernatural, the spirit. Even though we're baptized in the Holy Spirit, but the power of the spirit, spirit of, of, of the resurrection now empowers us to in a new level of life because of the resurrection. I mean, he did it. All that he did on earth, he did it by as a man. I mean, he gave himself away that he might prove that a man can do it because he was the son of man. We need a revelation of the power, the purpose of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. I mean, we we need to understand that the resurrection is more than just going to church on Sunday morning and singing up from the grave heroes. It's powerful. I mean, it is. it, it may be the most powerful thing you've ever experienced in your life. We must allow the supernatural power of his resurrection to connect us to him and then through us to draw other people to the connection, doing everything we can. I mean, we need to recognize the purpose of that. We need to be bold as lions. We need to receive this power of the resurrection and let it go. Jesus said, and I read this already, I am the resurrection. He is the resurrection. It's him. The resurrection is really a person. It's Jesus. We can have that resurrection. The manifestation of his resurrection power will only come as we are connected to him, as we believe in him, as we know him. Jesus said, without me, you can do nothing. It's really all about Jesus, all about getting hold of the resurrection, all about doing what he's called us to do. I'm going to close with a story. I'm going to read it to you. It's said that on the evening of June 18, 1815, this is 1815, a man stood on the tower of England's Winchester Cathedral, gazing anxiously out to sea. He found what he was looking for, a ship sending a signal by the use of flags. Now, they didn't have Facebook. They didn't have YouTube. They didn't have all that stuff. He strained to see the message. All of England held its breath with him, wanting to know the outcome of the war between their military leader, the Duke of Wellington, and the French dictator, Napoleon Bonaparte. Bonaparte, who had once ruled all of Europe, with the exception of England, remained a threat, and now the decisive Battle of Waterloo had been fought. So he stood on the tower of, of the Winchester Cathedral, and our man waited to, see, waited to relay the news that would determine England's future. The signal came just as a heavy fog was rolling in. He only, he, it only got just enough, but how he wished he hadn't gotten that part of the message, for it read, Wellington defeated. All of England, I mean, they were, they were crying. They were, they, were, they were in dread because he had to signal that news to all the other stations, and there was great sadness. But the story goes on, and it says, but the fog lifted. The message was sent again, this time the full message. Wellington defeated the enemy. And so all the sorrow turned into happiness and joy and delirium. So on Good Friday... The message was, 
Christ defeated. But three days later, we discovered the message had been received in full. The resurrection reverses what we initially thought and declares Christ defeated the enemy. And we celebrate the resurrection because of what it does in our lives and who it helps us to become. We are His. And we die to us and we live in a resurrected life. Amen. Let's pray together. Father, tonight we thank You that we get to celebrate the resurrection of Jesus. We thank You, Lord, that it's not just about religion, but it's about a relationship. And that 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 resurrection of Jesus connects us to the life of God. We are so grateful tonight that we get to celebrate this weekend the resurrection of Jesus. Lord, we know the world stands still in awe of what what happens with American Christians and Christians all over the world because of the resurrection of Jesus. We thank you tonight, Father, and we honor you in Jesus' name. Amen. Here's a... uh...